What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. Hogline Nation to the latest installment of the Hogline Podcast. I am your host today, Jack. Mitchell is not here. We are joined by, once again, our hockey experts, uh, excuse me, NHL insiders. Uh, we'll start with Alex Templin. Hello, Alex. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me. Uh, a pleasure to be back on Hogline talking hockey with the boys. And then we got Frankie. Hi, Frank. Nice to see you, Jack. Appreciate you having us on. It's going to be a good time, like always. Uh, so today we are uh, discussing the NHL. Uh, currently in the All-Star break, we are recording on Friday. So just kind of give um, – I want to hear these guys' thoughts on some teams around the league in the first half of the season um, and looking ahead to uh, the postseason and see uh, what they think is going to unfold. So um, – you guys ready to get started? Uh, yeah, and I had I had a little uh, update on the on the schedule change um, and uh, Olympic situation. I just wanted to go over real quick, if that's okay with you, Jack. Please insert. Yeah, so um, the NHL had some major COVID issues leading up to the holiday break. Uh, shut down ten of the thirty-two teams uh, before the break. And at one point, twenty-four teams had at least one player in protocols. So. Um, the NHL elected players on an early Christmas break. They shut down for a week. Um, and the, the early break only led to more uh, postponements. Guys went home and, and got the virus. Um, so that kind of put the, the nail in the uh, – what's the phrase? The, the nail in the – The nail in the coffin there. In the coffin. <laughs> well, I had a on here. But, yeah, yeah, that uh, completely shut the door on the Olympics. Um, so – uh, that time is the Olympic time is being used to reschedule those games. Uh, so the NHL won't have any uh, major COVID issues going forward. Hopefully. What were you going to say, Frank? I was going to say two things. One I wanted to add, I don't know what the situation is in Canada with their regulations, everything, but obviously it's a little bit more strict than it is here in the U S but there's been games the same nights where one team will be playing in, in front of 20,000 people. Then you go to Canada and there's literally 500 people there. So I don't know how long that's going to go on for, but um. Yeah, it's just weird. It's, it's, it's just weird to see that. But also, I just wanted to ask why you came in my room today while I was taking a nap and slapped me with a hockey stick. I just wanted to get that out of the way real quick. Oh, well, we're going there. Yeah, right. please talk. Please talk this out. What is going? What was it? What was that? Well, yeah. Uh, well, I apologize for uh, ruining your morning or your afternoon because apparently you're up the whole morning. 
You had a rough morning, so you needed a nap. Um, Frankie was up the whole morning at 11 a.m. Up all morning means you got up uh, probably 15 minutes before 12 for your 12 o'clock class. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Had a 50-minute class from 12.50, and then you needed a nap. And you're, you tell me, after your class ends, you tell me we're going to make food. So I'm ready to make food. I'm waiting on you to, I give you. I didn't know this. More minutes. You told me you needed a few more minutes to be ready to make food. So I went back in my room, minding my own business. And then an hour goes by. It's 2.45 p.m. And you're in bed. I'm ready to make food. I come, I just happen to be holding a stick as I do sometimes. I come in your room and I poke you with the stick because it's 2.45. You told me to start making food an hour ago. I'm ready to make food with you. And you're laying down like a sack of you know what on your bed i'm come on it's 245 i'm on temp side now all right i just want to say first off i didn't wake up 15 minutes before class this time i woke up at 11 for my noon class i was laying in my bed that entire time you may have heard the alarm go off a couple of times i didn't get i mean i was laying there but you know you know you know what i'm saying you know what i mean though with the later alarm. i go in that class i'm getting cold called the whole time because there's like 13 people in the recitation professors asking me about my my what my opinions on slavery and stuff like that at noon when i'm when i'm really struggling and then the class is over i'm like let me just let me just take a minute i go i go sit down in my bed i was up from one to two i took a the nap was not an hour it was 30 minutes it was two to two thirty i set an alarm but you're right i did ask you to make food and i went and then i took a nap (laughs) so that's fair yeah and you're awake and still in bed like you're make food you never came out of your room Notice you, how, hold on, Frankie brings up the time that his professor's asking the questions. He's like, I'm struggling at noon. Like, it's not like you're up no, at, at the crack of dawn. This is noon. Oh, Temp was struggling too. Don't even, I don't even want to hear you. were struggling today. I, you can see it in your eyes. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to disagree with you on that front. I woke up, um, well, I woke up at, at nine, actually. I was up for like an hour. Before you I, didn't wake up at nine. Yes, the, yes, I did. I woke up at nine. I was up until 10. Just what stop making those faces. I don't know. I don't know what those faces are. I'm telling you my morning. I was okay. yes, I was struggle. I woke up at nine after we went to sleep at like three. I wasn't doing great. Then I <laughs> woke up again at noon and I was fine. Okay. I was better than you were. I mean, I know you're you- better than I- I'm not arguing against that. I was hurt. I'm, I'm still kind of hurt today. You no, I'm not arguing with that. What are we arguing about then? Because you slap you. Okay, if you were taking a nap, I wouldn't come in there. And I <laughs> opened the door and saw you were taking a nap. I wouldn't come in there and slap you in the butt with a hockey stick. Well, okay, first, first of all, I didn't. I did not slap you in the butt with a hockey stick. I so I poked you, and then I thought I was like, uh, I thought there was something on your sheet, so I was trying to like flip it up, and I hit it, and it was just your foot. I hit your foot pretty hard. I didn't even notice that you hit my foot. So that's, that's okay. That's the state, that's the state of mind I was in. Yeah, that's, yeah, that that kind of sums up how you were doing. If you didn't even feel that <laughs> healthy slash. All right. Well, I'm glad that's, I'm glad that's settled. So let's talk about the central division. Oh, we're going to central. <laughs> okay. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so. I don't know. I don't even remember what I said in the beginning. Are, did I mention what we're going, going to be ha- what's going to be happening this episode? Um, I guess specifically, we're just going to be going through each division. 
Um, Frankie and Temple each give one team that surprised them so far in the first half of the season, whether that be good or bad. Um, and then also the playoff teams from each division as we go through the four. Uh, after that, uh, I'm going to be, there's going to be a surprise segment that they don't know about that I'll be conducting. I'm scared about that. I don't know. That. And then uh, we will conclude with their conference finals and Stanley Cup predictions. So, uh, as I prefaced a minute ago, I guess we'll just start with the Central Division. Um, led by the Avalanche at 68 points. Do they lead the league? No, they don't lead the league in points. They're I'm actually second. not sure who leads the league right now. Is it Florida? Yep. Um, so, we'll uh, – We'll let Temp start off since he won that argument of of the whole sleeping food debacle. So Temp, um, the, food, the food he made was garlic knots too. Let's not act like he's making. <laughs> yeah, and I oh, and I and I told you, you asked what we made, and I told you garlic knots, and you had the look on your face. You were, I made your day right there. So they were really really good. <laughs> they were the only thing I ate until like I just had dinner. It was a weird. That's day. embarrassing. Yeah, it was a weird. All right, time to central. Okay, so I'm giving you my surprise team. Yep, surprise team in the central. Okay. Um, my surprise team in the central is the Nashville Predators. Um, you know, since since their Stanley Cup final appearance in 2017, they've been, uh, I would say, a pretty lackluster team. Still, uh, plenty of stars on that team. Uh, you know, all the pieces were there. Uh, to make the playoffs and, and win, keep winning rounds, um, but they were underperforming. Um, and what's different this year is uh, UC Soros is top five goalie in the NHL. He carried them last year. Uh, I wouldn't say he's carrying them this year, but, um, you know, he's, he's still performing well. Um, and then they're big money guys that have been disappointments the last few years. Uh, Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson are performing uh, for what they're worth this year. Uh, also getting good contributions from uh, a rookie, Tanner Janelle. Um, he has 14 goals in 46 games. Uh, I think that's, I think it's like second or third among rookies. Um, but he also leads their, leads their team in penalty minutes. He can mix it up. And, and I feel like that's like a guy Nashville's really been missing the last few years. Uh, you know, a guy that, a guy that could score, but also play the bottom six minutes and, and mix it up a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have uh, much more on them. If you want to get into Frankie's team, Frank, go for it. Yeah, Nashville, I would say, is definitely the surprise team from that division overall. Um, I have a. I should add that Nashville, Nashville is currently second in the division. Um, so a tough division too. It's a there's a lot yes. of good teams in that division. Um, so I'm I'm gonna take it from the other way. I have a surprise team. Um, that I'm gonna you know in a bad way. I guess a little bit of an underperformer so far this year. This is a team that me and Temp talked about this summer saying that they probably have the best roster out of all the teams in Canada, at least on paper, and that is the Winnipeg Jets. So right now they are currently sixth in that division with the teams under them being some, I, forget, I think it's the Blackhawks and I don't remember the, the other team, but the Blackhawks are, who is it? Who else, who else is it? Who? Blackhawks and the Coyotes. And the Coyotes, who are two of the, there are two lottery teams pretty much going into the season. So, um, now, just looking at some statistics for the Jets, currently sixth, their power play 14th, penalty kill 28th. So special teams um, towards the bottom half of the league. They don't produce a lot of offense. Their shots, or I'm sorry, they're, they, they, they get a lot of shots against. I apologize. They have a lot, they give up a lot of chances. Their shots against per game are 20th in the NHL. 
They do have one of the um, the best goalies in the NHL, Connor Hellebuck, who's having – I mean, his numbers are okay. He's at 2-9 goals against it, a 9-10 save percentage, which, I mean, for a team that gives up a lot of chances, I guess that's what you can kind of expect. You can't really rely on a goalie every single night. But, um, yeah, just – I mean, if you look at their roster with guys like Shifley, Kyle Connor, um, you would think that they're going to be able to score and put the puck in the back of the net quite a bit. But they're actually 20th in goals per game so far this year. So, the, obviously, there's something missing there. Um, just some positives for the team. Um, Kyle Connor is having a good year. The guy I just mentioned, I believe he's an all-star in the skills competition tonight. Pierre-Luc Dubois, another guy they acquired last year from Columbus, also having a good year. They're one and two in the team in points. As for Mark Shifley, uh, he has – he's missed a few games. He only played 36 games so far this year. He's a minus 12. Now, I know I'm not a huge plus-minus as a stat guy, but that's their top guy being a minus 12. He's playing big minutes as a forward every single night. That's a problem. And he's, he's a little under a point per game with 29 points in 36 games. And now, and their captain, Blake Wheeler, um, has been really struggling so far this year. He is getting a little bit older. He seems like he's been there forever. But um, he only has 20 points in 28 games, so he's missing a lot of time as well. And being somebody they've relied on the past couple of years, him playing like that and just not being in the lineup as much as we're used to is, is a bad sign for them. But in the offseason, I did like a couple of signs. I mean, they brought in Nate Schmidt and Brendan Dillon, a couple of Caps legends on defense. Because um, the defense was their biggest problem from the past for the, for the past few years, and their right. de- is still struggling. Uh, the team is struggling. They had a coach firing this year as well. We got a coach I really like, Paul Maurice. Um, I think he's a really good coach. But they got they needed a new voice in the locker room. So um, yeah, he's gone, and the team's still struggling. Really, only ahead of two two of the worst teams in the league. So that's pretty much all I have for the Jets. Yeah, I have a, a few things to add to that. So. Um... Maurice resigned, as he said, um, and that's like that's different from coach firing in that uh, you know coach firing change of attitude in the team. Like they needed a change. Like this time, yeah, for a resignation, like they didn't necessarily like he was there for a while, and like you said, like the voice got old. But like I feel like this coach change, like you don't get that like momentum like that um, that you ha- that you usually have. That's a good point. Yeah. Like when a coach gets fired, like that's when the the team knows, like okay, we got we have to do our part to be better. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like this is a little different. And like you said, uh, the defense was the concern, um, but it's really their their offense that has been underperforming this year. Only uh, they're in the, in the bottom third and goals four, mm-hmm. and their their goals against it is not bad at all. Yeah, so. It's yeah, right in the middle, right, right down the middle. So just. Uh, very uncharacteristic and it's kind of a team that doesn't have an identity right now yeah they're in a weird place it's a shame too because that's a team we're, we're rooting for too we like them a lot going in yeah i thought of any team in canada that might be the one that has a shot but um yeah it's not working out so far still a lot of, still a lot of hockey though and that's that's a really tight division too like they're not out of it by any means but just a sort of a disappointing first half uh temp do you want to give your your teams your playoff teams from the central Yes, I do. and uh, nothing crazy here because uh, they are the four teams that are currently in the playoffs uh, in that division. Uh, so we have Colorado, um, obviously a lock, um, Nashville, Minnesota, and St. Louis. Um, there, there's a big gap uh, between four and five in that division. Um, so, uh, currently a nine point gap uh, between St. Louis and Dallas. I think St. Louis is the better team over Dallas, and I think those top four will stay the same. I have the exact same four teams, so not, right. 
not too much more to add. The other thing about Dallas, though, I believe they're trying to deal Klingberg, right? Um, yeah. There's one guy who wants out of Dallas, one of their top defensemen. So that might be a guy to look at um, at the trade deadline. And especially if they get rid of him at the deadline, too, that just shows that Dallas isn't in contention this year anymore, unless they bring back a very big piece, which they could. But um, I think, yeah, but I definitely agree there's a gap between four and five. It would be wise to deal with them, too, at the, at the spot they're in right now. Yeah. Uh, onto them uh, for nothing because, mm-hmm. um, you know, their their core is they've got some young guys, but their their core is, uh, I would say, already aged out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, moving on, Jack. Okay, so uh, next, I guess we'll just stick with the West. Uh, we'll go with the Pacific Division. Uh, just going off points, clearly the worst division. I think you guys would agree. Yeah. Uh, led by the gold Vegas Golden Knights at only 57 points. Um, Frankie, start us off. Who's your surprise team in the Pacific for the first half? Um, I think this one – I think there's two easy ones that you can say for this division. But um, the one Tempest, I know a huge fan of this team, uh, the Los Angeles Kings. Currently second in the division, a team, you know, going into the season, for sure, I think most people agreed that they were on the right track and were going to be a lot better than they had been in previous years. But by no means were they a lock for the playoffs. They still aren't. But by no by no means were they, you know, a lot of people thought were going to be in the playoffs. And they've had a really, really good first half of the year. They play with so much. They're a very fun team to watch. They play with so much speed. They have a lot of youth in that lineup. Right now, they're fourth in shots against per game meaning that they give up the fourth least shots in the NHL, and they and they have the third most shots for per game. So they don't give up a lot of chances, and they generate a lot of scoring chances, basically what that means. And as for their goals for and goals against, they're right in the middle of the pack of the NHL with that. Um, their big dog, Anze Kopitar, been there forever, was a, a main part of their two Stanley Cups, which seems like forever ago at this point. But uh, he's still there. He's got 42 points in 47 games. Is Kempe an all-star? Yes, I believe. He- I think he is, but he's another guy. I think he's only 25 years old. I mean, he has 19, basically 20 goals before the All-Star break. He's on pace to get to reach the 40s. They had a couple of good off-season um, acquisitions with Philip Deneau, nice little third-line guy that can shut down pretty much anybody in the league. And Victor Arbiton, a nice little skill wing that you can play on any single line in any scenario, and he's going to be a good player. Uh, I was looking at their decor, though. So much youth on their decor. It's actually insane. Besides from, uh, aside from Dowdy and Edler, Everybody else, I believe, is 25 years old or younger. They have Dur- Dursey, Wah, Bjornfoot, Mikey Anderson, and Oli Mata. Um, re- yeah, so that's a really young decor. I actually can't believe that that decor is good enough to carry a team to being second in this division. Not, obviously, it's not a great division, but um, they've, been play- they've been playing really, really well. And if they continue to, to develop in the right ways, that's going to be a good decor for a very, very long time. And I didn't even mention Quinton Byfield. And, and um, Arthur Cali have two young guys that they also have on the come up who are going to be really good players. And their goaltending has been good, too. How about Jonathan Quick having an undercovered and a really good year? And Cal Pedersen. They've been playing mostly 50-50, those two. They both have very, very similar numbers. Um, so, yeah, I think this this Kings team is on the right track for sure and is looking looking really good so far to start the year. Tim, your team? Yeah, so uh, going along with the same themes of, uh, I guess, perhaps rebuilds that look to be ending pretty early. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks uh, have been quite a surprise this year. Definitely the biggest surprise in the first uh, quarter of the season. We're just past the halfway point now. Um, yeah, their rebuild's been a, a work in progress over the past few years. Uh, they haven't been very fun to watch um, now. 
Um, but it appears that their rebuild has ended pretty abruptly here. Um, they've acquired good young talent over the past few years. Um, I wouldn't say like the best like quantity or quality of talent, uh, you know, compared to a team uh, like the Kings with a very deep prospect pool. Um, you know, certainly good, but nothing like overwhelming. Um, most notable additions this year, uh, center Trevor Zegras and D-man Jamie Drysdale. Uh, Zegras is probably, not probably, he, he is the flashiest player in the NHL. Uh, second on the Ducks in scoring this year, and he is still a rookie. Um, Jamie Drysdale, another rookie, has played in all 48 games for the Ducks this year, uh, put up 19 points. Uh, Frank, you and I saw him play in person, very, very smooth skater. Uh, definitely didn't look like he was 19 years old. So uh, impressive just to stay in the lineup for that long. Um, but yeah, they're second in the Pacific Division right now uh, with 55 points. Their preseason point total was 70 and a half. Uh, so they're going to they're gonna shatter that. And then the biggest breakout player for the Ducks has been Troy Terry uh, with 25 goals. Um, I love this guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, uh, he's fun to watch. Uh, another guy. Me, me and Frankie went to a, a Penguins-Ducks game that ended one nothing. Uh, Penguins, and Troy Terry was the best player on the ice. Um, that, and that's saying something, too, considering who was on the ice that game. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Ducks are 14th in goals four. Um, middle pack, but the last time the Ducks were in the top half of the league for goals was the 2014-15 season. Um, and a lot of their successes come from their special teams. Uh, ninth ranked power play, scoring 25% of the time. Uh, the Ducks have gotten over 22% of their goal, their total goals on the power play. And their penalty kill has been even better, ranking seventh, killing 85% of penalties. Uh, the Ducks are just average and goals against. Um, they have, I would argue, the second best goalie in the NHL and uh, John Gibson. Um, and that uh, pedestrian goals against could probably be attributed to their their young decor and uh, very mobile decor with a lot of offensive minded guys on there. Uh, their defensemen contribute a lot to the offense, so middle of the pack and goals against isn't bad. Um, but yeah, uh, they they won't win the Pacific Division, but they have a very good chance for playoffs, and that is something no nobody would have thought coming into the season. Uh, that being said, who are your playoff teams? I know this division is a uh, less gap between four and five. So do we think teams like the Oilers, Sharks, Canucks can sneak in there over the Flames? Definitely not the Canucks. Am I – should I go first for this one? Yeah, you go first. Yep. I have the Vegas Golden Knights. This I have this in order. This is how I think these, the standings are going to end. Vegas, Calgary, Edmonton, Kings. I think I think Edmonton and Calgary both. So no Ducks, no Ducks, not yet. Yeah, I uh, I agree with Calgary and Edmonton. Uh, they still have plenty of time to to figure it out. Um, so I have Vegas, Calgary, Ducks, Edmonton, and that's in no order too. I, I they're all they're all pretty close. So Tampa's no Kings. Yeah. So the only difference we have, so he did. Okay, so I guess he chose the team that he did, and I did chose the team that I did. I guess. Yep. Interesting. Okay. I thought you would take the Kings. I thought I thought we were gonna have the same there. Maybe I just didn't. I just want to be different. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe your argument wasn't compelling enough, Frankie. Maybe. 
Um, all right, we'll move on. We'll wrap up with the Metro, Metro, excuse me. So we'll go with the Atlantic. The Atlantic holds the uh, point leader in the Florida Panthers, which man, I don't know much about hockey, but that seems like a surprise to me. Um, who wants to start? We started with Frankie last time. So, Tim, do you want to start? Uh, no, I'm going to give that to Frankie again. Frankie, go. Tempt really? Okay. Whoa. Okay. I was. I, th- I thought you were going to go there. Um, my surprise team, I don't even know if you can even call this a surprise at this point, but it is the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think, um, you know, obviously back-to-back Stanley Cup champions are coming in looking for their three-peat, which really never happens in any sport. Um, currently second in the division and very closely behind Florida, who – I, is that, I mean, that's another team I guess you could say is a surprise, but it was clear that they were going to be really good this year after last year. I think last year was their surprise year. Now they're going to be legit for a little bit. So I, I can't really – I don't think you can call them a surprise anymore, even though it is weird that it's the Florida Panthers. And they're they still good. have no fans coming to the games? Oh, yeah, yeah, no fans. Wow. But, uh, no, but Tampa, I mean, they – I guess they win back-to-back Stanley Cup champions and big back-to-back Stanley Cup championships and literally lose an entire line. Like literally their third line, their identity line. Yeah, like a, probably a line that I definitely don't think they would have won the cup without this line. And all three of those guys had, are gone just because of cap issues. Yeah, they had other things that they needed to to worry about more than that. But um, I mean, this team is still so nasty. Power play fifth, fifth in the league. PK fifteenth. Um, they play really good defense. They're sh- they give up the seventh least shots against per game. And they score the eighth most goals per game in the NHL. And I think the biggest surprise on that team in terms of players is definitely Steven Stamkos. I'm not sure how old he is. He's probably mid-30s, early 30s, mid-30s, early to mid-30s. I think he's 34. I was going to say 34. That's what I was thinking. You know, like, No, I think he's 32. He was drafted okay. at eight. Either way, though, I mean, he's still getting up there a little bit. He's had injury problems for most of his career. It looked like he might start to slow down a little bit, but that hasn't been the case at all. He leads their team in points with 52 has 20 goals, is on pace for over 40 this year. Um, he's an all-star, and he's a veteran. He's their leader. He's been there forever, and he's playing at a very, very high level, perhaps a higher level than he's played in the past couple of years. It's still a Victor Hedman, Hedman, who's easily a top three defenseman in the league, and Nikita Kucherov, who is probably a top three winger in the game. Um, both of those guys – I know Kucherov's missed a lot of games, but he's only played in 11 games this year, Kucherov has, and he's 17 points in 11 games. So when he's there, he makes a difference immediately. Um, Andre Vasilevsky, I still think is the best goalie in the world. So, I mean, if you just look at their roster, they have one of the best top three defensemen, top three winger, top three goalie, and pretty, even after losing that line, still pretty decent depth on that team. And I think another surprise guy is Alex Kalorn. He's second in the team in points right now. He's got 41 points in 46 games. Good year for the Harvard grad. Um, so this team isn't going anywhere, at least not for the next couple of years. They're still extremely good. And it actually surprised me how good they've they've how good of a start they've been off to this year. So that's my team. Yep. Your team. Right. Yeah, I I'm gonna, I will be brief on mine because this won't be a playoff team, uh, but it's another uh, step in the right direction uh, for a young team, and that is the Detroit Red Wings. Um, they had a playoff streak um, from. Early 2000, it might have been gone back to the 90s, even. I think it, it did. I think it did. Yeah. Decade. And they really mortgaged the future just to basically keep that streak alive, like when, when their uh, vets were aging out and they're out of it. So they had some really tough years. Um, I don't I can't even, when was the last time they made the playoffs? I like don't even remember. 15 or something. It's, it's yeah. been a while, um, especially for a, a, you know, such a good franchise. Um, but 
they've been in rebuild mode for a few years and this year they finally took a step. Um, you know, they, two, they probably have the, the top two rookies in the league right now. Um, Lucas Raymond and Maurice Sider, uh, their first round draft picks from the past two years. Um, and yeah, this team, uh, they also acquired uh, Alex Nedeljkovic um, from the Hurricanes, who looks to be their goalie of the future, which was a, another position uh, in question for them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really have much to say. Uh, I guess I could talk about Mo Sider a little bit. Uh, <laughs> this guy is mean, and he's going to be good. Um, you were just talking about Victor Hedman. Uh, I see a lot of similarities there. Uh, just, just a big guy. He is or 20 years old and you know when you see him play he looks like a seasoned vet um so there's a lot, lot to be excited about in detroit very soon so many germans are good now it's crazy how good germany's getting at hockey they got a lot of good pros it happened quick too yep uh so playoff teams frankie your playoff teams um i think the eastern conference right now the eight teams in the playoffs are they going to be the eight teams who or eight teams in the playoff spot now are going to be the eight teams to make it so nothing too exciting but panthers lightning bruins maple leafs Tim, i agree with both things frankie said the eight teams uh the, the four in each of the eastern divisions are already set um florida tampa toronto boston gonna set up for a nice uh another nice toronto first round loss yeah, unless they win the division. How tight is that division? I don't know the exact standings, but I don't know how far. The Florida, 69 points. Tampa, uh, 66. Tampa with a game in hand. Wow. And then Toronto and Boston both have uh, like four games in hand on those top teams. Toronto has 61 points. Boston, 55. Okay. So I, guess, I mean, if Toronto wants a – a chance they would have to win that division, which they won't with Florida in it. But what if they, what if they win the division and play Boston in the first? I was going to say, or you play another team from the Metro, and the Metro is like the same thing. Because I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's their best chance to finish first and play the the Metro Wild Card. Yeah. Like who, realistically, like who could Toronto beat? Out of Florida, Tampa, and Boston. I think Boston would be their best shot, but yeah. Yeah, but it's just Boston. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's weird. So you guys both um, the only playoff team that's out of the playoff picture now that you guys predict. Frankie thinks the – who do you well, Frankie? Or is Calgary in a playoff spot right now? I'm not 100 Frankie thinks Edmonton will make it. You guys both think Edmonton will make it. Yeah. Right. We both think Calgary will make it. Is Calgary in a playoff spot? I I, I think they're a wild card right okay. now. Okay. Okay. It's a not too much. Uh, yeah, of the sixteen teams that are in, I think there's only you only predicted one each. But mm -hmm. I'm jumping the gun here. Let's let's just talk about the Metro. Um, the I guess you could say our favorite division. Um, <laughs> the best division in hockey. Who wants to start with this one? Temp, Temp's going to be talking for 15 minutes here, so everybody just, everybody just listen up. All right, well, Temp. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I have zero notes written down for the Penguins, um, but I do still have a lot to say. Um, are, we, are we talking about uh, surprises here? Yeah, give me your, your most surprising team. Because I, I got so my most I got two teams to talk about here. I'm sorry. Like Frankie said, I'm going to take a, up a little more time here. Okay. Uh, Better not steal my team. I don't – 
I don't remember what. I might be stealing your team. I mean, I tell me if I am, but biggest disappointment, Islanders. No, oh, no, I'm not. No, I have nothing on. Okay, well, I have another team, so buckle up. Yeah. So, so Islanders have been um, just a really unfortunate year for them. Uh, you know, after making the playoffs for each of the last uh, three years and winning rounds and the, winning multiple rounds in the last three years um, and kind of playing a style of hockey that, you know, kind of polarized the, the hockey world, um, you know, pissed a lot of people off. You know, people would say they're boring, but they made the conference finals the past two years. And um, this year they did get screwed by COVID. They were really the first team to get screwed by uh, COVID before they were postponing games. They had nobody available to play and they just got off to a, a terrible start. Um, but the Islanders actually only have the ninth most or the ninth fewest man games lost um, to injury or, co or any reason this year. Um, so it hasn't, they haven't really uh, had as many losses as other teams that are, you know, actually in playoff positions right now, but this team just can't score. They, <laughs> um, they're last in the league in goals for right now. Um, you know, they still, they still play good defense. They're, they get good goaltending um, penalty kills. All right. And, but they just, they just have no offensive firepower. I mean, their best player, Matt Barzell is, um, having a really bad year. I don't know how many goals he has, but I don't even know if he's into double digits yet. Um, and then I have, can I go into my, my second team here? Cause I don't even want to talk about the Islanders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Flyers. It's bad. It's bad in Philly. It's really bad. Is that your team, Frankie? No, 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 no. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm keeping it positive over here for this division. Okay, good. Cause I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm completely negative. So the Flyers' first losing streak was 11 games. Their second losing streak was 13 games. They fired their coach amid the first 10-plus game losing streak. The fired coach Elaine Vigneault and assistant uh, Michelle Terrian. That was in early December. Um, and they've been even worse since. Um, it's, it's not goaltending uh, that's the issue for Philly, like usual. Uh, Carter Hart has put up some pretty solid numbers uh, around or behind a, a just a crap team. Um, the D just isn't good enough, and they don't have enough firepower and offense to play how they want to. Um, but I'm actually going to rewind and talk about the Flyers offseason here, about all the moves they made and how it made them even worse. So this is what the – this is who the Flyers gave up this offseason. Um, they traded Jacob Voracek, Nolan Patrick, Shane Gossespair, Philippe Myers, Robert Haig, a first-round pick, two second-round picks, seventh-round pick, and the return, the collective return for all those players shipped out was Cam Atkinson, Rasmus Ristolainen, and Ryan Ellis. Now, Ellis has been hurt for most of the season, but they just, I mean, they gave up all that, and you got like Rasmus Ristolainen, probably one of the worst defensemen in the league. And I mean, I love I love Keith Yandel, but he's got to he's got to retire. He can't really he can't really move around anymore. Um, it's just like it, it's it's like funny watching the Flyers try to play defense. Um, but 
And then their, their number one defenseman, Ivan Provorov, he's not a bad defenseman, but he is a low-end top defenseman. And I don't really know where Philly goes from here because um, you know, their rebuild was supposed to be over like two or three years ago. Like this is when they're supposed to be contending right now. And I don't know. I mean, they, they really do need to trade Giroux. That's like one of the ways to salvage this team. They can still get a good return. Giroux's having a very good year all-star um but yeah i don't i don't quite know where they go from here they stink let's make it let's make it positive i you see i don't even want to make it positive though because this might be my <laughs> least favorite team in the nhl that i have to talk about now but I uh is it's the new york rangers i got in a i got in, i got in some twitter fights with the rangers fans over the past year or two sorry sorry to all those people but uh, this team is really good. They're humming on all, all levels. They're currently second in the division behind the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, the Rangers last year, I think a lot of people thought they were going to take a step last year and be a playoff team. Um, they were not. And I think a lot of that has to do because they thought they were a little bit soft. They thought they could get pushed around easily. And they could have. And they, and they did, really. And that's why they, they couldn't win games when it, when it really mattered. But I think they had a very good offseason. They fired their coach, uh, David Quinn, who Temp doesn't think is attractive, but I think he's very good looking. Temp thinks he's creepy looking. Mm -hmm. You guys can can look that up, but I think he's good. I think he would smell good too for some reason. But, but, uh, and then they made a good hire. They hired uh, Gerard Gallant, who was the uh, coach of the Vegas Golden Knights when they went to the Stanley Cup not too long ago. Really good coach. All players speak really highly of him. Seems like just, you know, a player's coach that everybody enjoys. He's not going to be too hard on you. So, um, yeah, he's been a perfect fit. They also picked up. Some grit guys like a Barkley Goodrow, who's a nice 6'2 guy you can throw in any line and he's going to play a hard game. Sammy Blay is another one, nice big guy from the Blues. Um, and also Ryan Reeves, can't forget him. Big fourth-line fighter who will protect and do anything to win. He'll protect any other team, any other teammates. And I think – and you could – I mean, opening night they got smoked by the Caps, but ever since then it's been – they've been really, really good. Power plays fifth in the league. Penalty kills tenth in the league. Top end special teams. One interesting thing that I saw, though, they don't generate that many chances. They're actually 30th in shots for per game and only 15th in goals per game. So they're scoring. Um, you know, they're scoring on the, sh- on the few chances that they do have, but it seems like the power play is driving a lot of their scoring, which is fine if you're, if you're scoring on the power play. But their defense and goaltending has been very good. They're eighth, against, eighth in goals against per game. And Shosturkin having one of the best seasons a goalie's had in a long time. I saw a lot, I see a lot of people on Twitter now talking that he should not only be up for Vesna or goaltender of the year, but that he should be in consideration for the heart. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I think there's some arguments that you can make. And he's been very, very good this year. Chris Kreider leads the NHL in goals at the all-star break and is on pace for, I think like 58 or something like that. Something stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Now. All right. So now, I mean, there's so many good things about the Rangers right now. Now there's two things that I do want to bring up. Should they trade Lafreniere? So, if, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, Lexi Lafreniere was a number one overall pick a couple years ago, maybe two years ago. Was one of the is is still is a really good prospect. I mean, he's like twenty years old, but he was a number number one overall pick and was the clear number one overall pick that draft. And has been, I would guess, I would say somewhat underperforming with the Rangers. See, the reason I ask this question is if you look at their lineup. So there's reports saying that he only wants to play. It's either the left or right. I forget what wing it is. I think it's left but he doesn't want to play right wing. So they can't move him to the right side because he doesn't feel comfortable there. So if he's playing the left wing, well, that means Kreider and Panarin are the two wingers that are ahead of him. And those two guys are going to be there and still be good for the next you know, five years. He's not going to play above those guys. 
So that means you're putting your third, your first overall pick, one of the highly touted prospect prospects in the NHL, on your third line for the for at least the foreseeable future. Is that going to stunt his development? And it kind of already happened with Kako, who's having a better year, but still not what people thought he was going to be. Like those two guys, do they use him as assets, pick up some pieces that might be better fits and help them win, or do you stick it out and see if they develop? So that's what I had in my notes for the Rangers, um, because I, I mean, a lot, a lot we've been talking about um, rebuilds a lot already. And the Rangers just had like a quick retool. Um, I mean, they, they never tanked. They just got lucky as hell in the lottery. And um, you know, Signed Panarin. <laughs> that what I had in my notes that their, their season is even more impressive, considering that they're number two overall draft pick in 19 and their number one overall draft pick in 20 haven't done like anything for the rangers they're not main contributors whatsoever um you froze me up when you asked me because i'm just like thinking like who like who could we trade for but i i would definitely say yeah use them as assets if you can before they keep playing those third line minutes and and then you get no value from them no value and they're going to be regarded as busts pretty quickly because I mean, you look, look look at a guy like look at a guy like Jack Hughes. Yeah. NHL very raw. Um, you know, same as same as Capo and. Uh, mm-hmm. But Hughes is really you know taking the steps forward this year. He's an all star every year. Yeah. And like what? I mean, we haven't seen much improvement from Capo or left. So, so yeah, I mean, ship them out if you can, if, if you're ready to contend now, which the, the Rangers have their core in place. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I know I I'm on the, I'm on the side of, of trade them. And I don't, I'm not saying that they didn't develop that. I'm not, that's not a shot at the Rangers for not having those guys develop maybe in ways that for the potential that they had, they just literally just have players who are in spots where those guys would thrive and you can't play those guys over the, the guys that they have in the lineup. Like it's just really, it's just kind of a weird scenario, but um, yeah. But I'm on the side. I think they should try to trade him also. Uh, to wrap up this division, Frankie, I need to go back to your uh, attractive head coach comment. Yes. Who, who did you say was good looking? David Quinn. Is he not, not he, their current coach? Not yeah. He got coach. okay. I was confused. Yes. Right. Okay. David Quinn, there who got fired. Yes. Good looking. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Current head coach. No, current head coach not good looking, but apparently, yeah. great, but apparently a coach that all, all the boys love. Okay. So he's glad, got, the, glad he's got I, the personality. He's glad good. that's cleared up. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. All right. Oh wait. Uh. Oh. So you guys. Right. The four. Or the top four in this division make the playoffs. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Kane, Canes. Rangers. Pens. Caps. That's what I have. All right. So. I actually uh, think the Rangers might end up finishing third or fourth though, and be a wild card. That's my prediction. I'm completely with you, Frank. I think the Rangers are due for some type of regression. They have not really played good defense this year. Their goal is just ridiculous. And that's that can't last forever. Well, like like you said, like you said you don't agree with him for Hart, which I also agree with. It'll never happen, but he has been playing goalie at an MVP level. Yeah. It's it's one of the best one of the best goalie first halves that statistically in a in a long time. Do you know what his save percentage is? No, I don't. I think it's like 940, though, isn't it? 937. Wow. And he has uh, 25 goals saved above expected in 29 games. So that's basically like every every game he's pretty much like stealing a goal. 
That's crazy. I love those expected goals for goalie. That's the only advanced hockey stat that I like. But yeah, that's all I got on the on the rags. It's time, guys. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> for my surprise segment, which is little all-star break trivia. Whoa. Yes, let's go. Are we playing what is it just like are we on the same team here? Um let's be on the same team. You guys can choose against each other, same team. I don't care. Got 10 questions. Teams. Let's just go. You want to each just answer five. Let's all right. Ask the question. We'll think of it in our heads, and then we'll each then we'll each answer five first. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, okay, no teams. Just like collectively try to answer these. Now I don't obviously Hockey is not my sport, but oh, I'm so excited right now. Um, hopefully, these questions are good. So, uh, here we go. We got ten questions, um, all about the current state of the NHL, uh, player stats, and team. A few teams in there. So, um, Temps all right. This. Thanks, Frankie. Right, question one. Other than the Devils and Canadians, who have a losing streak of six. Who enters the all-star break with the second longest losing streak of four? Well, the Penguins have lost I four. I think it is the Penguins. Does that count overtime losses? Yeah, just any loss. Then it's the Penguins. I think yep. it's the Penguins. Penguins is correct. I was actually thinking, for some reason, though, I, because we just went to the Pens game, but I thought they played again after that and won. But I don't know why I thought that. All right. Question two. Tied for the fourth most games played among all goaltenders, which Western Conference goalie is 36th in the league in average goals against with 3.1 goals allowed per game? Is it uh, Grubauer? Can you say the question again? I'll say it again and then respond to Frankie's answer. Okay. Tied for the fourth most games played among all goaltenders, which Western Conference goalie is 36th in the league in average goals against? With 3.1 goals allowed per game. I was thinking Grubauer. I was all, I'm also thinking Laner. Uh I don't uh, I don't think Laner. I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, logos right now, thinking of what about um no, nah, it can't be him. Tied for fourth most games played, but 36 in goals against. So he's their clear number one and is not – and is letting in a lot of goals. I let this go on too long. Frank, you're right. It's Philip it's Phil Grubauer okay. of Seattle Kraken. Oh, wow. Thanks. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I said someone else. Is it? I was waiting. I thought Temple made me give a guess, but I didn't want to – I didn't want to keep his wheels turning for too long. Caps legend. Um. All right. So two for two so far. You guys both got it right. Um, all right. Third question. Who is currently second on the Central Division leading Avalanche in points? Second in points? On the Avalanche. Uh, well, Kadri's leading. Uh, I was just say, is it Rantanen? Rantanen. Yeah. Rantanen, final answer. Rantanen is correct. 54 points behind Kadri's 60. Let's go. 
All right. This one's a tough one. So you're, you guys need to work together on this one. Okay. Frankie, I apologize. Um, as you said, you're not a big plus minus guy, but okay. Okay. there are three players entering the all-star break that have a plus minus 30 or greater. One on the wild, one on the avalanche, and one on the flames. Who are they? Avalanche, wild, and flames. Plus minus 30 or greater. Avalanche, flames. Avalanche is Devontae. I'm pretty sure Minnesota, I almost want to say it's Ryan Hartman, but I'm not 100% sure. So, okay, that was a wild avalanche. You said Taze. We're not fine. We're not fine. We're not finaling. Don't finalize. Yeah. And then Flames, you still need someone in Flames. The Avalanche, I – who is this Flames guy? I have no I, idea who – I mean, it could be – it could be Gaudreau, man. Gaudreau's having a really good year. And uh, who does Gaudreau play with? Lindholm. Monaghan. Is he here? Monaghan's the center, and then Lindholm and Gaudreau are the wings. Or what about their one defenseman, uh, the Finnish guy? Oh, uh, Shillington? Maybe. Who's the other guy? Do they have Anderson? Uh, I'm good with Gaudreau for that because I would have no idea. Is he really that good defensively, though? Like, Is he out there for five on five, 30 more goals than he's out there? I mean, the the Flames – well, think of those games the past, like, two weeks. Like, the Flames had, like, like 7-1, like 6 Yeah. And the the Flames have, have like, an incredible goal differential. And Gaudreau is having – I think Goudreau might be, like, on pace for his best season. Okay. All right. I'm good with Goudreau. Let's go and back to a minute. Ryan Hartman, it – I okay, so I remember actually looking at the plus-minus stats a little bit before Christmas and seeing that he was way higher on that list than he should be. Um, I, I think it – I would agree with that because it's not – it's not any other top scores. I don't – the other thing, I mean, they have a lot of good defensemen. It could be one of those guys, but they play even minutes. You know what I mean? There's not one yes. guy who's playing like 30. So I, I don't think it was for Dumba. All right, you want to you want to lock those three in? So Devon, I know, I know the abs is the that one sounds right. That one's definitely yeah. right. And then Johnny Gaudreau for the Flames. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Hartman. Yes. Minnesota. Yeah, we'll lock that in. Locking in. Yeah. Three for three. You guys are correct. <laughs> Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. All right. So that's four or four so far. We're on question number five. Which goalie currently has the most shots against in the NHL by almost 100 shots and is still fourth in the league in save percentage? Wait a minute. Uh, uh, it could it, be. I think it might be Jari. Really? I'm going to read it again. Which goalie currently has the most shots against in the NHL by almost 100 shots and is still fourth in the league in save percentage? Dude, I feel like the Penguins don't give up that many shots, do they? Well, like the – What about, like, Carter Hart? Oh, he's not having that good of a year. I'm sorry. He's not that high up. So, so well, let's think, think about save percentage. So, Shesterkin, um, Saros is, like, a 925. Not a bad guess. I think uh, it's I think, not just Sturkin because I'm looking at my Rangers. No, he's, well, he's first in save percentage, but so he so I think I think Soros was he was like nine twenty to nine twenty five save percentage, um, and that that would put him right around fourth because who like Vasilevsky and 
they wouldn't be giving up that many shots, though. I was no, thinking of like who is fourth in save percentage. The, um, and I, I Ajari and Saros are too good. What about Hellebuck? No, nah, he, I have his number. He's he's nine ten. He's nine ten. Um, Tim, I'm gonna help you out for a second. You said Shesterkin's first in the league in save percentage, uh, per my list and ESPN. Husso is now first. He qualifies with, I guess, the amount of games played required. Oh, 15. okay, okay. So he's technically first, and Shesterkin's second. So I don't okay, want to throw you okay, off there. Okay, still no, no. That, I mean, he's still. Um, I mean, so you I, pick pick Jari or Saros. You're. I'm I really think it's either Jari or Saros. Nashville gives up more shots than the Penguins. See, the thing is, all right. Let me. I was. You want to say? You want to say Saros? I was going to say because Jack, 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 whatever his name is, Jack already asked us a question, and the answer was the Penguins too. Is he going to give us another Penguins answer? So should we go Saros just based on that, or is he go? Or is he doubling up the Pens? So he's faced a hundred more shots than anybody. Almost a hundred more shots. Yes. Does how how many? Just guess. Just guess. I don't know. Uh, well, no. Who? Let me ask you this. Who is Soros's backup? No, I have no idea. He is. I mean, he's like I, I don't even know either. Like he's their workhorse. Who and they're also that? playing good teams. Like they're playing Colorado. Let's go, Soros. Locking in, Soros. Locking in on Soros. Soros is correct. Let's go. Let's go. He has uh, 1,200 shots against. Second in that category is Winnipeg's Connor Hellebuck at 11 – or, sorry, 1,117. So, it's we said, 90, we said 93. We said his name. Yeah. Okay. This one may be tougher. Question number good. six. These are good. Which pair of Eastern Conference teammates are third and fourth in the league in assists at the All-Star break? Um, Huberdo and um, Barkov, Frank. That's my that's – my Is Huberdo pick. not – is he not first? What, oh, what was the – was it second? It's, which pair of Eastern Conference teammates are third and fourth in the league oh, in assists okay. at the All-Star break? Is Huberdo first? Or, yeah, Huberdo has got to be first. He might not be, though. I don't know, dude. He he doesn't uh he doesn't have that well, he has a lot of goals, but like relative to his assists. And by people. league, by league, I mean NHL, not not the Eastern Conference. Okay. Let's see. Okay, we have that answer though. Let's marinate. Let's sit here and marinate for a second. We're all looking good. Then you guys look good. Um sorry, what was your first? I didn't even hear your guess. Huberto um, and Barkov. Okay. And so oh. but then like think of think of like um uh, Panarin and well, I don't know. Zibanejad's he doesn't have, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of goals. I looked at his goals today. I didn't, Zibanejad doesn't, no, I'm talking assists, not points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, would, okay, all right, yeah, that would that would help the okay, that for assists, but these How teammates about, are okay. What about Ovechkin and Kuznetsov? That, wow. That, that's a, that's like a sneaky one because because o, o, Ovi's like insane this year. But uh, I, 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 I what about Fox? Fox and yeah. and Panarin uh, because Fox is like nothing. He Fox is like a around a point per game and like nothing but assists. McCarr and Kadri. 
Oh man. Oh, now we're just now we're just going. Now we're just Eastern Conference, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say something, but yeah, Eastern Conference, good catch, Tim. Look, really good catch. So, I think. So let's let's narrow this down. So we have Barkoff and Huberdo. I don't think Kuznetsov has that many assists. He might though. Has he? Has he missed time too? A little bit, but okay. from COVID. But he does not score. I mean, he only has probably like twelve goals. And he's up there in points. I know that. I actually don't uh, – no, no, no. Let's take them out. I think Huberto and Barkov or – Fox. Fox I, and Panarin. I know that Fox is up there in assists, and I'm just – I'm assuming that Panarin is because Panarin has like 50-ish points and 40. Let's do that. Let's do it. Fox – Fox and Panarin. Let's do it. Well, what was the other? What was the other duo we said? Huberto and Barkov. But, but besides that, was there? Oh, that's Kuznetsov. Was there another besides that? We had. What, I mean, we could do like besides the time. Avalanche. I don't think you said anyone else. Okay, let's uh, let's, let's do the Rangers duo. Final answer: Panarin and Fox. That is correct. What? <laughs> uh, Adam Fox win third, 40 assists. Panarin, 39 assists and four. Oh, my God. Okay. Barkov, I don't even see him on this. Like, he's not even close. Wow. Um, yeah, like, Huberto's in first with 47 assists. The next guy in the Panthers is Ekblad. Oh, wow. And then Reinhardt. He's not even top 50. Wow. He probably, well, he has he probably has more goals this year. Wow, Uyghur, Uyghur, Uyghur. Wait, where is this guy? I don't know. Oh, he's okay. Barkov, nineteen assists. He's ninety fourth in the league. Jeez, how many goals? Um, just scrolled away. He's got twenty one. Okay, twenty one goals. All right, we're six for six so far. Question number seven. Entering the All-Star Rake, who is currently leading all defensemen in goals scored? It's got to be Kale, right? I, I can't even, like, think of another option, really. Kale has, like, 12, doesn't he? I, he might have, like, 16. Yeah. Um... And I don't, I don't think Fox has that many. No, no, he doesn't. He just has all those assists. What about? Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Hedman has that many. Who? Say that again. Hedman. No. Um. What about Yossi? I haven't been hearing too much. It's gotta be McCarr. It's, it's gotta yeah, be. I think yeah, yeah. Are locking in? Yeah, lock in. That's correct. McCarr with 18 goals. Next is Yossi with 13. Wow. Good call there on you. Is McCarr going to score 35 this year? He's pretty much on pace for it. Like Mike Green. All right. I like this question. Which pair of teammates of an Eastern Conference team currently has 21 goals each and play the same position? Now, hint. Both of these players were top five draft picks in 2013 and in 2014. Didn't he just say that Barkov had 21 goals? 
Yeah, Barkov was drafted 2013, I believe. And Huberdeau was at the top. Well, how many goals did you say? 21. They each had 21 goals and played the same position. I Well, uh, Huberdeau's a wing. Mm. Um, 21 goals and played the same position. How many goals does Stamkos have right now? He's 20, I believe. I have it written down. Sorry, I'm cheating. I believe he has 20. Stamkos has 20. Um, but who would the other would? Yeah, it wouldn't even. Yeah, center be point. It wasn't he's hurt right now. Yeah, it wouldn't be him. Um, all right, let's just go. I mean, the team has to be good, right? Yeah. Did you say a conference? Did you say Eastern Conference again? Jack? East. Yep, Eastern Conference. Um. Oh. Um. Oh no, no, it's not. It can't be Tavares. Because Matthews is later. 23. Oh, my goodness. 21 goals. Twenty-one goals. I'm looking at I'm trying to go through the teams in my head right now. Barkov and Huberdo are the only one that there's a there's those are the only two that make sense to me right now. But Frank, Frank, Frank. Well, I thought of it. What is it? Panthers, but it is not. You know who it is? Sam Reinhardt. No, he's close. I think he's wing a winger. Who? You know it. I think I I think this is right because we know we know that Barkov has exactly Sam Bennett. Wait, no, no, hold up. He was drafted in 2015. Sam Bennett was? Yeah, he was uh, McDavid's draft year. Jack would ask us a Sam Bennett question, though. I mean, who? Let's. Okay, so, hey, dude, let's go Barkov and Bennett. Do you want to? Can we double dip? Hold on, hold on. Frank, no double me... dipping. No double dipping. Frank, let me, let me just run through the teams with you real quick, okay? Okay. So, well, the, the Eastern playoff teams, because it's not anybody on a non-playoff team. Caps, no. No, no Caps, no. Penguins, no. Rangers. No. No, because. I don't think anybody besides Kreider has, has over 20. And Hurricanes, no. I think only Ajo has. Yeah, her, yeah, I was going to say they wouldn't have. And Lightning, no, because of injuries. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go with that. Go. Cool. Sasha Barkov and Sam Bennett. But Bennett, did you say it's tw- 2013 and 2014 draft? Yep. <sighs> Bennett was 2014. I know Bennett was 2015. Should, right. we do Huber- should we just do Huberdo and maybe ESPN has him list- listed as a center slash wing or something? Uh, Sam Bennett. It's, it's Sam Bennett's having a, okay. a great year and he's a center. Are you locking it in? Yeah, lock it in. Yeah. Barkov and Bennett? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Correct answer. Barkov and Bennett. Bennett was the fourth overall pick in 2014. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought he I uh thought he was McDavid's draft here. 
you i saw it in your eyes when you thought of it and you it looked like you found jesus you you everything just clicked you love sam bennett you love sam bennett we do yep okay we're eight of eight so far this is impressive all right so question number nine who is currently leading the nhl in power play goals at 17 is it Kreider? um I, I think he's the best choice because, he, I mean, he has. It's not a veteran. I know it's not a veteran. Oh, you know what? I think I saw an Instagram post about this. I... My guess is would be Kreider or Matthews. I think it and, has to be Kreider because, like, 17 on the power. And I think Matthews only has probably, like, 28 goals, too. Only 11 of them, 5 on 5. He's 17 on the power play. Let's go, Kreider. That's correct. All right. Last question. Let's see if we can go perfect. Maybe I didn't make these hard enough, I guess. I don't know. No, these are good. These are really good. These are good questions, but we are also good. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's true. Uh, Question number 10. Despite being on a first place team at the All Star break, which goalie has 33 games played and is 26th in the NHL in save percentage? That might be Laner. Yeah. You mean you mean first in like their their division? Yeah, on a yeah right, right. Sorry, first place team in their division. All right, well let's run through it. Carolina, Freddie. Yeah, great year. Um, uh, Bobrovsky. Good year. Who? Uh, uh, Kemper. Kemper. Uh, decent year. And and Leonard has an it's Leonard. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Leonard. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Laner is correct. We got a 10 for 10. Wow. What do we get? Nothing. That was sweet. That was awesome. <laughs> that was fun. That was a nice little surprise segment right there. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Those questions were good. Yeah, I don't know hockey, but I do know how to make a trivia question. Yeah, I was going to say, Okay. Um, well, I guess we'll wrap up. Uh your Eastern Conference and Western Conference predictions, along with your cup predictions. So, uh, Frankie, you want to start us off with your uh, Eastern Conference Finals prediction? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see anyone in the Metro who's beating Carolina. I really don't. I think their defense, really, just their whole team's so good. They, I don't really see too many weaknesses with them. I'm taking Carolina to come out of the Metro and. Let's go bold. Let's go bold, and I'm going to say the Leafs are coming out of the Atlantic just just for some fun. Yeah, you won't regret that one. <laughs> <laughs> My predictions are so bad on these every single time, but I'll go. I'm going Carolina, Toronto. Yeah, at least you're going bold, though. I'm uh, pretty basic here. We already said that we both expect the the Rangers to drop off a little bit um, in the Metro. Um, I also agree that the Hurricanes are one of the most complete teams in hockey. Um, and they already they that group already has playoff experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've made it the past three years, and they've uh, I think they won around each of those years. So I have the Hurricanes uh, coming out of the Metro, and gotta stick with the Florida Panthers um, from the Atlantic. The Panthers just like I mean I know they won't be able to do it like come playoff time, but like on any given night they have the ability to just like embarrass teams. 
and they have been. Yeah. So I mean, if if Bobrovsky plays well enough for them, I, I, uh, I see them getting out of that very very tough top four in that division. I mean, both of these, the East, the East is much better than the West. I think we can agree on that. But yeah, yeah the, West, the West might have like the two best teams in the league, but just the East in terms of how tough it is to get out of there, it's got to be the East is way more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So your West. Do you want to go first this time, Tim? Uh, no. Okay. Hemp to first. Um, I gotta take Vegas out of the Pacific. That division is just pretty weak. I don't see anybody beating them, especially with Jack Eichel coming coming to town soon. And I'm getting bold again with the Central, and I think the Minnesota Wild are making it out. I think the wow. Avs. Frankie, the wild. Yeah, I know. I'm going wild. <laughs> the I mean, obviously, way. the easy pick is the Avs, obviously, and they probably are the best team in the league. But you, you've seen it these past two years. They just have had disappointments in the playoffs, especially in the second round. Um, I'm going to pick against them until they prove me wrong. So I'm gonna, And I think Minnesota is the team, the sneaky team this year. So I'm going to go Minnesota and Vegas. All right. I uh... – I'm going to go bold as well, but in the opposite division. Um, well, I'll start with my my layup pick first. It is the Avs. Um, solely for the reason, like, the Avs have to win this year. They have the most pressure on them as uh, any other team. Um, and then they have some, they have some uh, like, Kadri's having a career year, I believe, he's a free agent after this year. Um They've had some disappointments the last few years when, I mean, it's, this is now like the third year now where we're saying that the Avalanche are the best team in hockey. Yeah. It's, it's time that they show it in the playoffs. And then uh, out of the Pacific, of the Calgary Flames. Really? Whoa. Uh, really I'll, nice. give a, I'll give a little reasoning here. And um, I'm not so sure about Vegas. Like when, First of all, when Eichel does come back, which that that is happening soon, by the way, I don't know if you mentioned that. Um, he should be good to go pretty soon after this uh, All Star break. Um, they need to move money out to fit uh, Eichel in, and their team. I mean, they're not really in a position to like move on from anyone on the current roster now. They kind of they kind of need everyone, and then as we also said, Laner's been not good they don't have a strong backup uh goaltending is uh somewhat of an issue in my opinion and i agree i agree if you watch the calgary flames at the start of the year when markstrom was on like on fire um he's like uh i'm trying to what's the right word to describe uh markstrom how big he is because he's like six 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 yeah it's like a giant in net and uh, when he's on and the flames are on, um, it kind of seems impossible to even like score on them. And you know, when it gets in playoffs, that's what that's what really matters. So yeah, Calgary Flames, Colorado Avalanche. My Stanley Cup's gonna be so weird. Now that I'm thinking about it. All right, well let's hear it. You Frankie has the eighteen or just I don't remember now. Uh, Carolina oh. and Toronto. Right, right, and then Minnesota, the Wild, and Knights. And I am taking the Carolina Hurricanes to beat Minnesota in the Stanley Cup. Okay. 
I will take the Colorado Avalanche to beat the Hurricanes. Hurricanes, both you coming out of the East. I can't see how they don't. I, I mean, I can't see how they don't, but I'd be shocked if they didn't. I, I think, uh, like, when it comes to playoffs, like, I think the Panthers' D scares me a little bit. Also, Bobrovsky, not a great – Yeah, I think that's what scares me. Playoffs. Um, you know, I mean, Fred, Freddie Anderson doesn't have, a like, the best uh, playoff track record either, but he's on a new team now. The Hurricanes are – a great defensive team. Like they're a great five on five team. Yeah. Great special teams. I I agree. I don't know who is gonna beat the Hurricanes. And they're so young too. And they just add like another 19 year old every single year. And he comes right into the lineup and contributes. Yeah, they're scary. Hurricanes are currently plus six fifty to win the East. They're they have the fourth best odds. Really? Who is it? Florida, Tampa. I lost it. Uh, Florida plus 400, Tampa Bay plus 425, and then the Maple Leafs at plus 425. What are the Rangers? Hurricanes plus 650, Pens plus 750, Bruins plus 900, then the Rangers plus 1100. Wow, the books know about the Rangers. That's crazy. The Rangers are first in the division right now. Caps plus 1200. You think you think the sports books were listening to this meeting? They might have been. That the Rangers are gonna have a, a little bit of a tougher second half. Yeah, I think they are. <laughs> it's this, the, is when, this is when big boy hockey starts. The caps are plus twelve hundred behind the Rangers and at eight. And then do you guys guess who nine is? Islanders, I guess. Islanders. Plus four thousand. Yeah. I mean, if they get in, they're scary, but there's just, I yeah. just, yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that concludes our, uh, our mid-season recap and look ahead of the NHL. Tim, Frankie, thank you for coming on and giving your expertise as always. It's much appreciated. Thank Thanks you. Back. Such that a was, pleasure. That was a fun one. Thank you for those questions. They were awesome. Yeah, next time. I guess maybe it wouldn't be a surprise next time, but next time we got to come with, with tougher questions, I, I guess. But I feel like they were tough enough. You guys are no, they were tough. Them. We were struggling. It took we, the both of you at least to yeah. work together. So I was going to say, I think, it, I think I probably would have got like maybe five or six out of 10 if I had to answer them on my own. Okay. Yeah. We, like I said earlier in the episode, I ain't going. That, that's a uh, surprise. That got it going. <laughs> Good to go now. Let's have a good night. Let's good. have a night. Let's have a night. All right. Thanks again, and uh, thank you, Hagon Asian, for listening.